Good morning and welcome everyone to our worship service at the United Methodist Church, Westlake Village on this November 27th, the first Sunday of Advent. This is the day that the Lord has made. Here are some reminders of activities and ministries that are upcoming. Uh, but first, I want to give thanks to Linda Mengus and her crew that helped to uh, decorate the sanctuary and, and provide the environment to get us a little bit in the mood of things coming forward. We thank you, Linda, and we thank you for those who, who gathered around you to help with this. The Christmas market will be outside on the patio after worship, as will opportunities to uh, learn about or get connected with the, the Christmas giving programs of many mansions and Harbor House. You can find information about that on their website, on our website, or in person through Kathy Loeb. Next Sunday, special Sunday, we are having our Advent celebration that we used to have for years and years and years and we're not able to do during the pandemic. We'll, we're doing it again this next Sunday at 4 p.m. here in the sanctuary, so we hope that you will come. The, the chancel choir will be singing carols and inviting us to join along and some of them uh, with them. We will have the covenant ringers. We'll have a organ solo, uh, clarinetist and, and flute. Uh, Nick and, and Katie and Simone and Linda will be singing beautiful Christmas songs. Um, it will be a delightful time. So I encourage you to come to bring uh, family and neighbors who feel uh, the desire and the opportunity to, to take advantage of this to build their Christmas feeling. That starts at 4 on campus here in the sanctuary. Somewhere around 5, a little bit before 5, we're all going to adjourn out to the creche where, we'll, where we will be lighting the creche, singing a carol or two around it, and then we'll be heading back into uh, Alton Hall for some pizza. And uh, that's the key part of the evening right there. And if you want to make sure that there is some for you, uh, you need to call into the church office to let us know that you're coming. Somehow we need to get a sense of whether we're having uh, 25 or 150 people show up for pizza. So uh, please let us know. Take the time if you're online watching or here in person, take the time to call into the church office, uh, to email us, to do something to let us know that you plan to come uh, next Sunday so we can somewhere be in the range because we're either, we're going to be not having enough pizza or we'll have, you know, 10 too many pizzas. And what do you do with extra pizzas except eat them and get, well, anyway. Okay, on a serious note, we will be having worship on Christmas Day and New Year's Day. Um, you know, it's our, our Methodist tradition to do our best to have worship every Sunday. But if one of those special um, events happens on a non-Sunday, well, you're on your own. Good luck with that, right? Uh, maybe you go to an Episcopal church if Christmas is on, Chris on Monday or Tuesday and you want a worship service. You don't come to the Methodist church because we're home having Christmas. But if it's on a Sunday, we get up and come to church. But we don't know how many of you are going to do that either. But we're thinking it's probably going to be a minority of us doing that. So we're going to have worship in Alton Hall on Sunday, Christmas Day and on Sunday, New Year's Day. 
Okay, so the worship service will not be in here. If you're online and wanting to have worship with us, uh, Paul and his team are going to air the Christmas Eve service of 21 on Christmas Day and the Sunday after Christmas of 21 on that Epiphany Sunday, the Sunday after Christmas. Okay, so there will be worship for you through our website online. If you want to come in person, though, we're going to be in Alton Hall, and we're not streaming that because we don't know how to stream from Alton Hall yet. We just have the capability here in this space. But I was thinking if 25 of you show up, maybe we don't want to be here. And because Cocoa and Cookies is Christmas Day, and cider and coffee cake, does that sound like a nice pairing, is New Year's Day. So that's the plan. Alton Hall, 10 o'clock, cocoa and cookies, cider, and coffee cake. But I need somebody or somebody's help to pull that off. I need somebody to step forward for Christmas Day who thinks they can actually come here and do hospitality for us and somebody who thinks they can do that on New Year's Day to do that. Okay, so if this seems like a service opportunity that fits into your um, mornings on those holidays, I would love to have you volunteer to help provide hospitality on those two Sundays. Extra uh, gem in your crown, I'm sure, uh, if, if you do that. Okay, if you have submitted your pledge cards already, God bless you. Thank you very much. If you haven't yet, please get on the stick. We need everybody's um, commitment and help to uh, underwrite our ministries next year. So uh, if you have not uh, pledged as of yet, please do so and send it into the church so we know that we can count on you and we can count on your support for our ministries. All right, let us uh, center ourselves. And with Tracy's beautiful voice, we're so lucky to have you with us today. Um, let's begin worship. for the call to worship and remain standing for the hymn. The season of Advent has arrived, that time in which we prepare for Christmas. Oh, happy day. What a blessed time of year this is for all. God calls out to one and all, come home for Christmas, come home. I am awaiting you. You have a special place in my heart. You are welcome here. Let us rejoice in the Lord. Our
On this first Sunday in Advent, we light one candle as a symbol of our hope, the hope we have through God's love and the hope we have in our efforts to make the world a better place. As we light the candle, we place our hope in Jesus that he remind, may remind us that we are never without hope when we put our trust in God. We give thanks to God for giving us a bright beacon of hope in a world filled with much darkness. Thanks be to God, our hope, amen. in here I thought I'm not going to have any kids to talk to and the adults are going to have to answer me. That doesn't always go so well. <laughs> so you guys, it is a very special day today. Does anybody know what is Christmas. so special? It's almost Christmas. It is Advent season. Isn't that kind of a big word? And we lit the Advent candle it was the candle of hope today. What? What does the word hope mean? Hmm. Maybe I'm going to have to get some help from those adults out there after all. What do you think? What's hope mean? You can hope for certain things. You're excited. Okay. Kind of like a wish. That is true. Sometimes you could hope, say, let's think. If you were on the baseball field and your team was tied, I don't know what I did. <laughs> your team was tied 10 to 10, and it is the bottom of the ninth, and the best player is up for bat. You could hope that they strike out. Yeah, yeah. Well, if I'm on the field, I want them to strike out. <laughs> but you're right. It depends on which team. If you're the batter, you hope you get a grand slam home run and it takes it all out. I talk football, but my son would tell me I'm all wrong. So we're going to talk what I know. So there's another big word I want to ask you guys about, though. You ready for it? Anticipation. Have you guys even heard that word? There's a song. Anticipation. What? I heard it in school. Okay, so anticipation is like the grander thing of hope. We hope for what is to come. We're hoping as we go through Advent that we meet the baby Jesus or our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ or the word made flesh. There's all these terms, right? But anticipation is part of the preparation. 
So we're anticipating what is to come. And we're not necessarily just anticipating Christmas because today is also the first, year, first day of the Christian calendar. So we're in New Year's, so everybody could go, Happy New Year! I know, that sounds so crazy. We still have four weeks, right? But the Christian calendar's a little bit off, and this is the start of the anticipation of how we live our lives full of hope. How's that? We good with this so far? I know, we're doing a little more teaching than normal. So let's bring out something fun. But guess what? What is it? Present. It's a present, right? And we have an elf that maybe brought our present. So normally, these would be seated or put under a tree. How early do you guys put them out? Do you make them wait all season? So the, the presents sit there. And when I was a kid, I used to go, how about it? Anybody else do that? Or go, can I see? Maybe if I just lift this little piece of paper. You guys? No? It only does this when I look at you. What do you think's wrong here? <laughs> like, wait a minute here. I'm going to get my for Christmas. That will be so much fun. But you guys, we're not going to open this today. We are going to anticipate every week until I'm here with you on the fourth Sunday of Advent. What do you think? You think you can wait that long? Yeah. All right, one more question, and then we're going to go off to class. What do you hope is in here? By the size? Well, let's think. There could be candy. Puppy. There could... Ooh, I think my puppy chocolate. would. There could be chocolate. There's always chocolate with Pastor Christie. There could be nothing. There is a sound. That's right. What do you think? Could there be little matchbox cars? It is pretty soft. Maybe a sock block. Okay, we're not going to think anymore right now, but I want you guys to think about this every week because I'm going to make you anticipate till I open it. Okay? So now we are in anticipation, not only of what's in here, but what is to come. To be in anticipation about the word made flesh, Jesus coming as a baby and to lead our way. So let's get in an attitude of prayer and let us thank God for the gift of his son and for the gift of anticipation and hope. Are you ready? Anybody want to hold hands with me today? Dear God, thank you so much for this group. Thank you for our time together. Thank you for this Advent season. Help us to always anticipate, always to hope on what is to come. And thank you for the gift of Jesus, your son. And we ask this in Jesus' name. All God's children say, amen. All right, guys, let's go to class.
Holy God, we pray that you would hear the stirrings of our spirits, the yearnings of our minds, and the hopes of our hearts on this first Sunday of Advent as we enter this blessed season that helps us to prepare for a new indwelling of you in our lives and among us. We need that. Come to us. O come, O come, Emmanuel. We pray for all those who are struggling with life, with physical or mental health issues, with troubled relationships or uncertain employment. Whatever it is that gives discomfort or creates disease, we would pray for them. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. We think specifically this morning of people and families who are uh, dealing with cancer and the effect of cancer on a loved one. We think of the Drake family and the Not-Off family, Bretta Jeter, Sally DeLong, Sarah Pierce, and Bobby Dilge. We pray that uh, you would be with them all, supporting them in their efforts. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for Cousin Suki and her heart ailments. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for all those who are suffering from COVID. We pray for Mike Becker as he recovers from that and others who are finding their way away from that illness now. And we, we pray to continue their healing, that they would uh, regain full health and we give you thanks, Lord God, for the caregivers of family and friends and the medical profession that surround them. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. As again, we recoil from random violence in our country and, and we see the terror of war abroad, we Pray for your family, Lord God, that we would learn how to lay down our weapons, deal with our fears or our hate, find ways to be reconciled as brothers and sisters to one another, to help one another, to live life. We pray for places of famine and drought. We pray for countries and agencies that are able to provide help that they would do so, find the way to share the bounty of this creation. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. We think, Lord God, of, of moments of joy that we have experienced this week, the, the joy that many of us had in our Thanksgiving celebrations. We, we thank you for those moments of uh, family and friends. 
We think of the improvement that Steve Ames has gone through. We are thankful for that, and we celebrate the 50th anniversary of Roz and Larry Tebow. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. Be with us, Lord God, in a private moment of conversation with you. For these people and situations, O oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for our church as we continue with our ministries through these challenging times, and we ask and rely upon your help and leadership and, and strengthening us to maintain what we pray is our effectiveness and our vitality. May there be good that we do, and may that good be pleasing in your sight. We pray this in your Son's name. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We'll dress the with holy bright and sprigs of mistletoe. We'll trim the Christmas tree tonight and set the lights aglow. We'll wrap our gifts with ribbons gay and give them out on Christmas Day by everything we do and say. Our gladness we will show. We'll dress the table daintily, our finest treasures use, that all the sparkle it may be, and bright with lovely hues. Then for the feasting we'll prepare a kitchen full of wondrous fare, that each from all the dishes rare, his favorite one may choose. And you who would the Christ child greet, your heart also adorn, that it may be a dwelling meet for him who will be born. Let all unlovely things give place to souls bedecked with heavenly grace, that ye may view his holy face with joy on Christmas Our scripture reading today is from Isaiah 2, 1 through 5. Hear these words. 
the word that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be raised above the hills, all the nations shall stream to it. Many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us in his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations, and shall arbitrate for many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall lift upon sword against nation, shall not lift sword upon against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come let us walk in the light of the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. That is indeed our hope. Join with me. May the words of my mouth be acceptable in thy sight. I want to thank the Salisbury's for helping with the Advent wreath. Ben and Mary and their daughter, Chloe. I was thinking that you don't have bulletins in your lap, so unless we got it up on the screen, you don't, uh, you're not reminded of who was doing that, so I thought I'd, I'd, I'd let you know. You all know Heidi, right? Yeah, all right. I was thinking this uh, Thanksgiving week, uh, wondering if I've, if I've made it clear that I feel blessed serving God among you. We have lived through interesting times together, all of you and me. And what exciting times we have before us, who knows, right? What challenges and what utter fun awaits us. I am hopeful and I am thankful for your welcoming me into your hearts and into your lives over these, what's become six years, and journeying forward together in God's love. A few years ago, I purchased uh, a couple, well, four actually, Adirondack chairs for the backyard. You know what I mean by Adirondack chairs, right? That's a, yeah, okay. I bought them unfinished because I could then stain them um, the way I wanted to stain them, as if I had a special stain that was the only stain to use. I don't know really what it was. I think it was a way for me to take ownership of them. You know, have them come unfinished. I could stain them. I could varnish them. I could, I could kind of make them my own. It was, it was a project of the heart. And I say that because the Adirondack chair evokes uh, my childhood for me. 
Uh, it gives me a feeling, just looking at them, gives me a feeling of warmth, uh, a comforting feeling, uh, a comforting feeling of home to me, Adirondack chairs. I'll confess, I sit out in them often, most of the time alone. And I'm really, uh, I'm really kind of a sentimental guy when it comes to it, and this is an example of that, how I would go outside and just sit and feel the, the warmth and the comfort of, well, frankly, those uncomfortable Adirondack chairs. Recently, it was a, a damp, cloud-covered night at home, and I went out anyway and nestled into my chair, and fog was, was settling in. And there was a, 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 weak, a weak iridescent glow that would come and go as, as thinner or, or fuller clouds hid the moon. Can you picture that? And soon, um, well, what I would call a, an eerie darkness enveloped me as, as the clouds fully covered the moon. And the yard in front of me lost all its features. All went black. And I could have been anywhere. After a while, uh, a little breeze kind of kicked up. A wind started to stir and then, and then grow. And the clouds started moving along. And the heavenly glows shyly, shyly kind of appeared and disappeared and appeared and appeared a little bit more. And before long, the moon was, was fully out and radiant again in the heavens. Perfectly round glowing. What a sight. What a beautiful sight that was. And the light of the moon kind of glistened on the, on the dampness, on the dew that was on the bushes and the, the grass of the backyard, on the shrubs. There was a sparkling, a sparkling that was going on now that was just magnificent. There's something about light pushing back darkness that kind of connects to us at a, at a deep level. We know the importance of light to help us negotiate our way in the darkness. The people who walked in darkness has seen a great light Isaiah says, those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You know, one of the few times that I have experienced real panic was when I exited a campground bathroom on a very dark night up at Emerald Bay at Lake Tahoe and headed off in the wrong direction back to the tent. 
I usually have a pretty good internal compass, yet, yet somehow I went the wrong way, and soon I noticed that I did not recognize anything around me. Not this tree, this bush, this picnic, this, these, nothing looked familiar to me. I was, I was totally confused because I am very proud of the fact that I know exactly where I am and how to turn. And that night was an example how that's not always true. And I was lost. I had gotten so turned around, I had made so many wrong turns that I didn't know which way to head to find the tent. Lost in the darkness. I needed a light. I needed a light. Chip, Chip. Chip, where are you? Says my wife. Comes out with a little flashlight. Chip, where are you? Chip. Saved once again by my marriage. What has come into being in him was life. These are John's words. And the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Amen. We all need light to find our way through the darkness that can surround us. Thanks be to God. We have that light in Christ Jesus. Thanks be to God. One of the classic images of the holiday season is that snowbound cottage. Well, maybe it's not for you if you were raised in Texas or Arizona, but for, for those of us who were raised in the northern climb, the, the image of the snow-bound cottage, wreath, wreath on the door, a single candle glimmering through the frosted window pane. Can you imagine it? And we see a room through that frosted window pane that's illumined by a low glowing fireplace and that candle. It's softly flickering. It's glowing warmly and inviting. It's a cozy hearth and it awaits all who would enter. I'm told this was a custom at one point in time in our country, that, that we all put a candle in our windows if we were home at night, alerting friends and strangers alike that a person was within, help would be available to the traveler, shelter or, or food might be provided if needed. You know, there actually was a house in Ventura some number of years ago that had a candle in their front window every night, every day of the year 
Now, I don't know if they were living into this tradition or whether they just liked that look, but it got me to be thinking about this and how that image of the candle in the window appeals to us at, at some sort of, of deep level because we still, we still kind of hear the echo of its meaning for us. When we see a candle in the window, it speaks to us of, of welcome, of hospitality, of, of help, or of safety. There's a soul inside, open to the soul that's outside, a spirit within, ready to embrace the spirit without. This is a message, a hungering and lonely world needs to hear. This is a reality that we all need to experience. This is God for us. God gives light. Leading us, welcoming us. God puts a candle in the window for each one of us to find our way home. Let me say it more plainer. We are God's children. God loves us. God wants us to be connected to God, to be reconciled to God, to be one with God. And we sometimes make that hard. We, we wander off. We think we know the way, and we wander off. We make wrong turns, and we get confused, and we become lost in a darkness. Yet God does not abandon us nor forget us. God is faithful to God's children always. God's love remains steadfast. It does not waver. God awaits our return, longs for our return. lights the way for our return. God provides a, a light to push back the darkness, to illumine our way home. This is Christ. Christ pushes back the darkness, illumines our way home. Christ is our light, illuminating our way, welcoming us home. God puts this Christ candle in the window to draw us back. And this is the church. The church is the window through which the light of Christ shines to draw us back to God.
the church's light flickers. It flickers against the darkness and calls out to those who notice it, calls out. Here is welcome. Here is hospitality. Here is help. Here is safety. Here is renewal. Here is new life. Here is what you have been searching for. Come in. Come home. Come into God's embrace. This all is ours from God when we come home. So, come home to God. Come home to God this Christmas. God's left the light on. You are welcome here. Come home for Christmas. Come into the light. Amen. As we draw near to the manger this Advent season, let us meditate upon the gifts we would bring to honor the birth of the Bethlehem babe, our Lord and Savior. May our offering today be a sign of our faith and our desire to live lives of discipleship in his holy name.
us pray. As we build our celebration of your son's birth, we ask your blessings upon our intentions to honor him through the stewardship of our lives and our resources. Guide us toward and strengthen us for your purposes. It is in you that we place our hope. Amen. We hope this service has been a blessing to you all. Remember that next Sunday afternoon is the Advent celebration. Let us know that you're coming to eat pizza as well as coming to sing and enjoy the crush moment. Come home for Christmas. God has left a light on just for you. Let's join in our responsive benediction. Behold the star in the sky, the heralding angels, the attentive shepherds, the journeying magi, the holy family gathering for a miracle of life. We anticipate the magnificence of it all. Live in the hope of God for wondrous things emerging, even now. We go in hope for today. So, amen. Amen. amen.